Duplat. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. It is Monday morning. Divisional weekend is in the books. We have some winners and some losers. I think overall, we as NFL fans are winners. Looking at the uh, championship game slate here, a couple of fun handicaps, some very, very interesting discussions to be had around one of these games where the market is pricing the absence of Pat Mahomes as a non-zero event, even though Andy Reid came out today and said, Pat's going. Uh, So, yeah, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Let's start with that uh, Mahomes game uh, and recap a little bit. Work backwards, or what? You want to do backwards or forwards? No, no, that would be the that would be the Cowboys. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, let's let's fuck it. Let's it's the playoffs. Let's do them on order. Let's start with that game because that is maybe I don't know. No, that is the first game. Damn it. The uh, first game was Jaguars Chiefs, where yeah. our Jaguars. Oh, my brain is. Yeah. It's it's. They had a, a chance, Friday. Andy. They did they have had a chance. chance. You never cheer uh, for it. It was there for the taking. When you have that bet, and you end up looking like we might have Hanny for part of this game, it, it feels even worse. It's one of those things too, where I know I bet on the Jags money line. Obviously, not as not as big. When you bet a four to one money line, unless you feel real strong, you're not betting that as big as you you know normally bet a a side or a total. You just that's sure. a that's a nibble. Like I felt like I was just on a razor's edge the whole time because how do you not have the people the Americans parlay in as well? So I'm just dying at like this game being close. I, uh, it's like the the Rams 49ers game from a few years ago where we both lost even though we picked opposite sides. Just waiting to get middled on the on that parlay, but or excuse me, that teaser. But congratulations to the entire world. I won't. Uh, if you didn't watch any football yet, uh, close your ears. Spoiler alert: the Eagles covered the other half of that leg, and you got your teaser home. It's uh, it's one of those things where you can disagree with uh, maybe the numbers, but you can't disagree with the efficiency of the market this late. And what a what a just a banger gift that every book in the world had to take it. Sort of in the shorts on. I, I'm curious. I haven't seen any tweets. And I think it's because I don't follow any of the people that tweet that sort of stuff. Like, oh, man, the book's really cleaned up this. Or, oh, man, the public cleaned up this week. I just uh, I don't have those guys on my timeline. Unless it's for you, which is the worst part about Twitter right now. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, they, they were there. And what what do yeah. tre- you think of Trevor in general? So... Uh, I mean, until the intercept, the late interception, I thought he handled himself very well. I was like, okay, cool. He's in this. He's, this is calm. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. He was missing some throws, but, uh, ultimately like I wasn't, I was a, a little through, you know, until the game really kind of came apart at the end, I was more disappointed in Doug, uh, and some of his lack of aggressiveness than I was in upset with Trevor. Um, I thought Trevor played fine. 
Um, ultimately, the uh, the two teams basically were at a draw in terms of total yards um, mm-hmm. and yards per play. Uh, Jags actually won 5.8, 5.4. Uh, the Jags lost the turnover battle 2-0, and they also could not get a call from the refs to save their lives, uh, particularly a call that would have given them some chunk yardage on offense. Um it was a low scoring game, even though the, uh, you know, the Chiefs come out and had just an absolutely impossibly good scripted portion, as you would expect, considering Andy Reid had time to come up with a great script. Um, and uh, then you're like, oh, God, is this just going to be one way action? No, Jaguars came back and answered, I thought, brilliantly. Uh, and we had ourselves a little ball game. Uh, the injury to Mahomes was in the moment was like, uh oh, this is it. Like he could have broken his ankle there. Like this could have been a broken fibula or whatever. Um, and he comes back and then he goes into the, does the blue tent and then into the locker room. And then you're like, oh shit, here we go. The Jags, however, pin the Chiefs at the one and Chad Henney matriculated them right down the field uh, for a touchdown. That's where I gave up hope. I mean, yes. legitimately, that's where I gave <laughs> it's up like, hope. It's like, Jesus Christ. Um, and, you know, they they bring Mahomes back out weirdly. I didn't really understand why they decided to put him in harm's way, considering at that point, Henny was operating fine and you had a nice lead to protect. And you're just obviously going to try to shorten the game at that point anyway. Um, but they put Mahomes back in the game. He did not play great, but he wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like problematically bad because there's still the freaking Chiefs and he still has Travis Kelsey to target whenever freaking yeah. feels like it. Travis Kelsey 17 targets in this game caught 14 balls 98 yards and two touchdowns he was unstoppable the moment that I really kind of just crumbled into a puddle and was very very sad was when Agnew got stopped on the kickoff return because I was like oh my god this is what you need you needed a chaos play like this where the special teams comes through with the touchdown and Agnew got tackled by the kicker in very disappointing fashion Ooh, yeah. he only then doubled down on the depression as he amazingly and probably fumbled inside the 10 I wanted to, I wanted oh that to god. be uh, overturned but I just I didn't have a lot of hope in that <sighs> No, and, and truthfully, yeah, Pacheco was great. The scheme was great. Having Kelsey, I mean, everything anyone ever says about why Brock Purdy's successful with the players around him, you can just take all those players and mash them into one, and that's Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs. It doesn't matter what's going on. He does so much more than, I mean, obviously, Andy, no shit, he's really good, but he just does so much more than even good tight ends do. And mm-hmm. I mean, just crisp route running. He's always finding his way back. He's always on the same page with Mahomes. Uh, you know, we talked about that a little in one of the chats. We said, you know, if if he can't run, because if, if Mahomes plays next week and he can't run, that sucks. But also the sack avoidance, that came up. And I, I couldn't agree more with what I think it was Heck that was talking about that. And it's like, how many plays are you seeing that, like, when you look at Patrick Mahomes' highlights, it's not Patrick Mahomes taking a five-step drop in a clean pocket and making a nice throw. Like he does a lot of that, but all the highlights are him just working his way around, moving around, feeling pressure, having good pocket presence, extending a play, and then making mm-hmm. some throw at a weird, you know, upside-down angle where it, it bounces off three helmets <laughs> and goes to the tight end. Yes, yeah, submarine. But, He's so, submarine ball. So, so yeah. it, it is a little concerning with some of the sack avoidance and extending plays if he's beat up. And uh, yeah, well, I'm not even going to try to attempt to figure out because it, it's a, if it's a high ankle sprain for like any running back in the league, 
and this is week eight, you're like, well, we'll see you in week 13. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's a, a quarterback and uh, it's such a high leverage spot, I have no idea what they're going to try to do with him with tape, with drugs, with braces, yeah. with game plans. It's really hard to speculate. We'll get to that market in a bit. But Couple, yeah. it, it, this game this game really was lost by the Jaguars defense. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I mean, Pacheco, well, Pacheco, I mean, just you've got to be able to get off the field on third down against either Henny or a hobbled yeah. Mahomes. And yeah. I know that it's still the Chiefs. There's a lot of good players. There's a lot of good plays, a lot of smart brains in that uh, offensive brain trust. But it's uh, it's it was a struggle for me to not throw things a little during that game. They forced the Chiefs into two punts and a field goal to start the second half with Mahomes out there hobbled. Uh, they just couldn't really get it going offensively. Some of that was head-scratching decisions by Peterson, who just looked like he didn't really want to make this like he didn't really want to engage the chiefs into being feeling like they were in danger. He just wanted to like kind of hang around and then like hope that he just had the ball last and could score a touchdown and go for two. And that was like the only way he thought he was going to have a chance to beat these yeah. guys. Cause it really wasn't an aggressive enough play, uh, you know, just an aggressive enough approach. I didn't think. Uh, and I also like, hasty maybe he's a fine player but like why he was so heavily featured late in the game instead of uh, etienne was a real weird one um and i don't know the fumble was just heartbreaking because i'll be i mean watching it live i was like oh that's coming back we're gonna get a touchdown on this drive guys we got this and i was like it's not coming back uh no they're the chiefs Chiefs have it. Oh my God. And they got the stop. They got the punt. Uh, and then bang right, right away again. Um, uh, you know, blown opportunity in terms of, uh, uh, the interception that, uh, was thrown right away. So that was a heartbreaker, uh, cause the Jags were right there now for Jags long-term. I, I mean, presumably you can build on this Trevor Lawrence, absolutely going to yeah. be even better next year with another year of Doug Peterson. Uh, presumably, you know, assuming they can stay healthy and generally keep the score together, I think this is a team that's going to uh, be perennially the best and top rated in the AFC South, uh, considering the state of the other franchises <laughs> in the AFC yeah. South, especially. That said, they are up against the cap. They're going to have to make some cuts, and they spent, they squandered a lot of uh, cap space last year in this weird, desperate attempt to be relevant. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a rocky road, and they now have to navigate the next handful of years, presumably with uh, Trent Balky not getting fired. Um, so. Peterson's going to have to shoot even, he's going to have to even kick, you know, kick uh, even further out, kick his coverage here because uh, his GM's probably going to continue to put him in difficult spots. The Chiefs move forward now. Well, their defense did not play a great game, I didn't think. They only got two sacks, even though, you know, some of that you can credit the Jags offensive line played well. Some of it was Trevor Lawrence played well. Uh, they forced two turnovers. One of them was a, just a phenomenal play. That pick was just excellent, excellent skill on on display. The fumble was fluky and lucky. Um, and like you said, like I thought they were committing some penalties that could have been called in a neutral game, but because it's home field advantage in the playoffs and the Chiefs are your one seed, they got a little bit of the benefit of the whistle uh, not being blown, uh, which is fine. Um Defense was not like did not look especially sharp though I didn't think uh, for the Chiefs moving forward and so that makes this matchup interesting because you're going up yeah. against the Bengals who are a razor sharp right now so uh, let's yeah, hold just off kind on of commentary final, on Chiefs yeah final thought we'll get to both of this week's game it's the end final thoughts on the Jags 
who have a decent core, need some pieces. Like it'll be interesting to see if they do go defense at 24. I think they're going to be drafting at because there's, there's a couple corners that might be available. I think that a couple mocks had like uh Ringo or uh, Devon Witherspoon from Ooh. Illinois. A couple mocks had some, some uh, pass rush would be helpful as well. There's some, there's going to be some D tackles. There's going to be a couple of pass rushers that are available and it feels like wide receiver is some, some people are saying wide receivers a need. We'll see what they do with everything, but also Calvin Ridley's on this team. He's yeah. I don't think wide a, receiver or you're no, not pressing on, the wide receiver or tight end button. You're sticking with this core and adding Ridley. The, the, the thing they might do is because there are a bunch of wide receivers that are going to fall in this area. They could presumably trade back for a wide receiver needy team and, and get some extra yeah, that's picks good because point. I like this that. is kind of the spot where, JSN and Addison and a couple of the guys are going to maybe be going. So it'll be interesting to see, but I would like to see them uh, maybe get a shutdown corner. This would be, this would be nice. Mm. Yeah, I would, that would be the ideal pick, I think. Okay. Um, the night game was very unremarkable. Yeah. Whew. It actually Giants, wasn't. Turns you out know, the I, I hate when Andy. we do this. <laughs> Surprise. I hate when, I hate yeah. when we have to do this because we are absolutely NFL fans. But we have every right to say, like, hey, these are bad games. Like, yes, this is a bad game. In the in the both the NFC uh, games were bad. Yeah, you know, almost three hundred games were played every year. This wasn't a good one. This was below the median. And yeah, the Giants, like we said, and boy, it got a little, it got a little touch and go with my under at the end of the game when the Eagles scored a, a pretty meaningless touchdown when the Giants mm-hmm. had just given up, but. To put up 38 and Jalen Hurts to only have 154 yards passing, I think basically anybody who talked about this game, unless they were of the thought process that the Giants are really good and you haven't seen anything yet, but all the reasonable people who talked mm-hmm. about, like, hey, the Eagles probably could just run the ball until they're blue in the face and do well with that, they were very, very correct because, mm-hmm. you know, just as a, as a team, I'm guessing they averaged, like, I don't know, probably five yards of carry and six point one. If, if if not better, six point one. And <laughs> your leading rusher for the entire yeah. weekend, Kenneth Gainwell. That's uh <laughs> yeah, that's, classic, that speaks classic volumes. Kenneth Gainwell, yeah. On twelve carries. And it's not like he had a seventy yarder, guys. Mm-hmm. He had one for thirty-five. That was it. Miles Sanders, obviously. Uh Miles Sanders got his if you played the Miles Sanders over prop. For his rushing yards, he was home at halftime for you guys. Oh my gosh! Good uh, work yeah, him. and it did suck for people who took ladders on him because Gainwell took a bunch of his volume. I'm glad he got there for at least the, the straight. Boston bet, Scott but... and Gainwell got 18 of his carries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I know, they were Hurt, they were Hurt, all effective, so it didn't matter. Hurts yeah. and, and it's funny, like uh, Gainwell, Sanders, Hurts, and Boston Scott were your four Philadelphia rushers. Three of them scored touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Miles Sorry Sanders if you not. had Miles Sanders props. ATD next time. Um, yeah. I'm guessing. No, but you basically, strange, you basically you know? gave Sanders a day off. I mean, Sanders got the second half off. Which, like he, that's, that's the point good. I was leading yeah. into. Is that, that probably benefits you next yeah. week when you're playing a, a much tougher front, a yeah. much tougher pass uh, or rush defense. But AJ Brown didn't really have to do much. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you really didn't have to ask anything of a lot of your weapons, which was pretty huge. Uh, notable that Lane Johnson looks hurt. <clears throat> um, he's playing through it, obviously, but uh, whew, he's beat up. Um, Giants, like, f- just complete failure to take off here. Um, 
everything that they looked like they were trying to do in the first half was sniffed out and snuffed out like very well, I thought, by the Eagles. Um, you never really want to be down 14-0 and then throw a pick on your second <laughs> second play uh, oh. with your second drive and be like, oh, shit. Like, now, not only have we given them the short field, but we're down 14 points. That's bad. Um, ultimately, that didn't matter because they forced the punt. But uh, 21 nothing at 21 nothing, the Giants are literally thinking, like, how are we getting to 22 points in this game? <laughs> we are not. <laughs> so this yeah, game J- is over. <laughs> Jones yeah. had been pretty ineffective and – Suddenly, uh, Isaiah Hodgkins isn't your next uh, superstar wide receiver again. Uh, if, he, if they yeah. play, I haven't seen the Giants' schedule. If they do have 17 games against the Vikings, I think he has a case for his long-term contract he wants. But otherwise, uh, Richie James was your leading receiver. No, I don't have anything against yeah. Richie James. But, and then Saquon, I think we were on the air when he broke his 39-yarder. But oh, were we? his, his other his other eight carries only went for 22. I think mm, he was mostly, yeah, mostly ineffective outside Boomer of that. Just nothing was, <laughs> nothing was really working for this team. Yeah. Jones didn't look great. They didn't, I mean, the play calling didn't look great. They gave the ball back twice on turnover on downs. I feel like it was only the one turnover. Let me, yeah, just the one turnover. Just that I love this love this comment from Sam. Daniel Jones went from the next next Josh Allen to a free agent in a matter of six days. He went from the next Josh Allen to the next Tarod Taylor. I don't know if you saw those comparisons flying around yeah. today, but uh, people are literally like, oh yeah, he's had a he had Tarod Taylor season the, of the year. Tarod Taylor took the Bills to the playoffs and lost. Yeah, the the New York Giants have a lot of decisions to make in free agency, as we mm-hmm. you know we kind of touched on what the Jaguars will do next year. The Giants. And it, I feel like it all hinges on the one important position, whether they decide to move on. Cause you know, it was exciting to get to the playoffs and win a playoff game, but it'll be, I think it'll be really telling of how they are doing their self-evaluation, what they do with the Daniel Jones and whether they, they end up giving him some money or not. So well, curious it's, a lot of self, it's a lot of self-evaluation because they put a lot of time and energy into developing the kid and you decide either, well, if we can do that for him, we can do that for anyone. Or you say, we sunk that cost into developing him. We need to kind of, we need to be the ones that realize the benefit, not some other team. Right. So it's <laughs> a very <laughs> tough decision. This, and this is what I've, I've been thinking about this too. I have no idea. Um, I'm not good if like, cap and contract stuff i never just i don't pay attention to that stuff as much but yeah the the self-evaluation is man we got a lot out of daniel jones and designed runs uh how does lamar look in this offense the problem is you still need so many players you need i don't think you can't give away two first for him i'm sorry as good as he would be in that system that's what sucks is it's likely going to be a trade yeah, you're, you you need you you need too many other things. Uh, you know what's also tough, Andy, if you're the Giants, when you're down three scores and the game's barely started, you get like half of the third, second quarter left, and you go three plays for minus one yard and a punt, and then the yeah. Eagles march down your throat with 14 plays, 72 yards, five minute drive, wipe out the remaining time in the second quarter, and score a touchdown on you, and the game is over at 28 nothing. I don't think you can really take any of the second half into account in terms of what it means other than, you know, the times you saw Jalen Hurts operate as a quarterback. He looked more like the Jalen Hurts that was the MVP presumptive winner <laughs> before he hurt his shoulder than the guy that uh, we were uh, could have seen. Uh, so a healthy, you know, like I, I would just say 
some of the balls he threw, I thought the ball, like decent touch on them, like a little bit of rust, but nothing that really scared me. So I think Hertz is fine. Uh, and I think he's, I think you got to rate the Eagles as, uh, um, you know, the team we remember he's, from December, seemed, whatever. Yeah, he then, seemed fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I also worry about coaches lying to me, but he seemed fine. And yes, the, the best drive the Giants had in the first half was a eight play, 28 yard drive that ended on a turnover on downs. So, yeah. good, I mean, the rest of it was 19 yards pick, nine yards punt, negative one yard punt, nine yards punt. They followed that up by starting the second half with a four yarder with a punt. They had the one nice drive, the, the 88 yarder that obviously included uh, the long. Uh, I think that was where we had a long play. Had to be. Actually, that was a really nice drive. Look at them. Uh, you had the Saquon 39 yard run. And then, yeah, it went punt downs, end of game really rough for the offense and yeah like we said not playing yeah. minnesota this week guys any third down longer than two yards they had no hope uh yeah they were like five of 13 which down, goes to say some of this was giants offense sucking but some of it was eagles defense kicking ass <laughs> like they were everywhere i felt like i had the um, i had the sound on for this and they did they did even bring it up like the rotational effect you can have yeah I brought it up yesterday it's just like the like just cycling guys in and out. If, a deep, yeah. if an offense is struggling and they have to be passing because they're coming from behind and you can just mm-hmm. keep bringing fresh waves. It's like the joke I made in the tennis chat about like just constant waves of teenage check girls coming yes. at you. If, you. if you're a WTA player, like, oh, here's like nine more 17 year old girls from the Czech Republic that are good. Like just waves of them coming wave at after you. wave of, so, of I mean, 300 of 300 pound guys who are fast on that off yeah. on that D line. It was nasty. Um, defensive snap percentages, Andy, you got a good amount. Fletcher Cox only had to play 28 defensive snaps. That is, what a luxury. And when Fletcher Cox wasn't out there, you had some Dominic and Sue, <laughs> 29% of the snaps. Uh, Robert Quinn and Brandon Graham only needed to 31 and 23% of snaps. Jordan Davis, 37% of snaps. Exactly. Um, I mean, what if what an absolute, team going into a home what an absolute luxury? Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. best player on defense was probably Hassan Reddick. He only was out there for 69% of snaps. Josh Sweat looked good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Javon Hargrave was out there for 60. He was your top snap DT. Um, did they even do, did Limbaugh Joseph even, oh, Limbaugh Joseph only got 10 snaps. What is a luxury? You only needed to play Limbaugh Joseph 10 snaps. Well, how many, how many like third and ones were there? You know, that's like, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. Just true rundowns where it's like, all right, bring in the big, big trucks. Bring in the big and boys, yeah. is also old. Like yeah, if, that's if you could play him 15 to 20 steps tops, that'd be great. You're, you're, you're in good shape, yeah. But yeah, no, like just an embarrassment of riches in terms of the big bodies they brought in on defense, which I think was huge, huge factor in the game. And uh, yeah, rest mattered, and home field mattered. And they Eagles played on Saturday um, instead yeah. of Sunday. So they do get one yeah. more day than the 49ers this week as well. Okay, that may be a factor. Let's move on to Sunday's games, which started with a weird one. Weird, weird, weird game in beefalo um first of all the market was very aggressively betting the overall week like they knew something we didn't and the weather was very very nasty i did not think that weather was conducive to an over and yet oh, that's surprised the shit out of me oh it's <laughs> and yet uh buffalo i mean the kind of the exact game state you were hoping for if you bet an over manifest cincinnati's first two drives 
Success. Yeah. Touchdown. Not even taking much time off the clock. Now you've put Buffalo in a negative game state. Like, here we fucking go. We're going to take the top off this thing. No, never really happened. Buffalo's offense looked absolutely creaky dead on arrival. And I don't know, man. They were the hot side all week. The over was the hot side all week. People thought Buffalo's offense had some advantage that just never showed up in this game. And I cannot point to it. Um, everything people have kind of commented on in sort of the wake of this game is kind of more revolving around what Buffalo is from a team building standpoint and who Josh Allen is in terms of how we overrated him. Um, but this just felt like the concepts and the level of play you got across the board just wasn't good <laughs> at all. And that was weird to see considering the uh, you know the absolute apex that they showed you in the playoffs last year uh, and kind of back that up with some of the play that you got from those guys early this year. Now, I, we may be making too much of this because like the Bills defense is probably the one that deserves more of the scrutiny than the Bills offense. Like Bills offense. For still, sure. Yeah. And, you know, the biggest, what was the biggest storyline coming into the game, Drew? Uh would Demar Hamlin be in the locker room? <laughs> Although Jesus Christ, get your shit I, together! Yeah, like, yeah, there's totally people with conspiracy it. theories. No, like the biggest, the biggest, uh, yeah, the biggest story coming into this game clearly, and the reason the market was so one-sided, Bills was, I thought, largely because of the offensive line issues for the Bengals. But yeah. then, why did the over get hit so friggin' hard? I know. I think it, it probably was a, you know, with the market really loving the Bills and the over, it felt like, all right, Buffalo's offense gets it done. Uh, Cincinnati keeps up with something, you know, in, in garbage time or, you know, c- continues to press them just because they've been able to get away with it, even with a bad O-line. And I had a great conversation. Again, shout out. We we did a whole episode on networking, guys. Yes. Um, fun episode. But, yeah, it was a fun episode, but Two guys, and I'm happy, like, you know, because you not everyone's on Twitter all the time, but I one of them was in the chat, and the other one immediately answered. But we're in a chat with two former Division One offensive linemen, Jacob and – what is it, Eric? Yes, Eric. Eric and Jake, yes. Eric and Jacob, great guys. They, they are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to trench talk. And I asked them about that because somebody brought it up, and a couple people, and they even mentioned it on the broadcast, maybe – feel like somebody on tv said it that you know that the offensive line has an advantage when it's snowy and slippery like this and that's the the one guy joked he's like yeah my best game ever was like because it was slippery and snowy out he's like you look great because your feet aren't moving very high you're just kind of shuffling around and they gotta they gotta take the long way around you it's like if they're slipping it's you know it's really gonna give you a massive advantage and i you know i don't want to make excuses for the bills defense because i've been on them all year as like, hey, this isn't a great defense, especially in the back end. But I did expect the pass rush to play a little better. And for sure, the, you know, for sure, the, you know, the pass rush was pretty innate. I mean, they got one sack. I should check. I, I should check pressure rate compared to what they actually got. So it they. Didn't, it didn't ever feel. Yeah. Like they got, it was a thing. Yeah. They, they got eight quarterback hits. No, excuse me. That was the Bengals. The. The Bills got three quarterback hits. Yeah, there was just no pressure from the from the Buffalo defensive line. So it kind of it made the, the missing offensive lineman almost a moot point. And really the fact is you got a lot out of the offensive line in the in the 
uh, run blocking schemes as well. Mixon had like a game. We don't get to say that that often. And you have a wealth of talent in the offensive side. Like if, if you can keep Joe Burrow from getting pressured, which God bless the snow for giving him assist in that he's very good. Like I don't ever want to take anything away from him, and he's very he's very good with a with a he has a, a true number one receiver, and then like four other guys that I don't know, pretty good route runners, pretty good at uh, finding their way open. Boom, twenty seven ten guys. Yeah, um, the game felt like it was over in. I would say the uh, the sequence that ended the first half, right. Like 14-0, Bengals punt, Buffalo has the ball, and uh, sorry, man, I got that freaking, what? Oh, thank God, sorry. I had a popular um, Java applet that gives you odds open, and I forgot to mute it. Uh, and it was being very annoying as games started, started, started. Oh, um, I was... we're good, <laughs> but we're yeah, good. It's, it's called um, basketball time. Yeah, started, started. started. Uh, okay, um, the uh, the touchdown fourteen seven that you know helped close the gap, uh, and you know at that point you're thinking, okay, this is now going to be a really good game. This is you know we're, we're, here we go. Uh, big Bengals come back and they marched. They marched surprisingly, and uh, it was ultimately a field goal because that was the one where they did they take the uh, touchdown off the board for chase in that drive? I think it, that was the one yeah, they ended up with a field goal after they sh- it looked like 21 seven, but it was only 17 seven. And actually I was mad at my, I was mad that they took the touchdown. So like, man, shoot, if it's 21 seven. If the bills get another points here, you're just going to get such a big second half total. It's going to be the best under of the day. Uh, and, Ultimately, it was uh, still an under second half play, but uh, not quite as big a number. So I didn't quite get as as loosey goosey there. Um, but the Bengals uh, only come away with the field goal there, ten point lead. And if the Bills answer with two minutes to go and score and make it a game, then you know yeah. we probably see a very different outcome. But instead, um, they got to Cincinnati territory, and it was an incomplete, an incomplete, and an incomplete. Uh, they all looked, but there was a one, one play batted at the line, one play, they got a holding penalty. So it would have neutralized it anyway. One drop, I think by Singletary, but the bills just offensive skill position players weren't sharp all game. A lot of drops, a lot of, they looked more uncomfortable in the weather than Cincinnati's team did. So, um, after that, it really just never felt like the bills had a spark. Um, no, and, and yeah, the, when did I bring this up, the Joe Burrow interview? Maybe it was on one of the halftimes where he said, hey, I'm willing to hold the ball a little longer on a third down if we're not in field goal position. Like, you know, if I get sacked on a third and eight, so be it. You know, what's six yards longer to punt the ball in a spot like that? Like, I need to be more aggressive in those spots and get us a new set of downs, you know. It was in, in an interview he gave God knows when. I saw it on, like, TikTok, guys. You just never know when that shit's from. Mm-hmm. But it really, it really stuck with me, and that's the, that's kind of the thing. Like, if you can get them into third and long, and really get a free rush at him against a bad line, and he is the kind of guy who holds the ball a little longer, you're gonna be in good shape. But sure. I mean, this was a team that they converted two third and ten. Half of their third down conversions were uh, it was two tens and a seven. Like they kind of got their third and longs, and I think a lot of that was the inefficient, you know, the ineffection, ineffectual in this boy. That's in it. Ineffectiveness. 
efficacy. Efficacy. What was the word we used a lot when we were talking about uh, efficacy? Uh, efficacies. Anti-efficacy. That is not a word, but uh, the lack of effectiveness in, from the inefficacy. Inefficacy. I don't know if that's a word. We're going to check into that. We'll get back to you after these games, but that was that was a big part. Like you convert those third downs. Is the word. And really, failure, they were kind of, failure to produce the desired effect. They were kind of bad on some of the short downs, and the Bills were actually a little lucky in some of the uh, goal to go situations where oh, they yeah, yeah, they definitely goals. So uh, Bills could have lost by more here, and a lot of that they was could, on the defense. They could have. They could have lost by more. Um, I did not I, like. I don't really even want to touch this third rail. Um, oh God, the the refing was pretty lopsided. It favored the Bengals. Am I crazy? No, that every it felt like every game was pretty lopsided. This whole guy. It weekend. did, yeah, it did. And it, and to be fair, it didn't matter in the Eagles game. Didn't matter. That wasn't, wasn't going to yeah. go one uh, the other way, no matter what. But the Jaguars got a really tough whistle. The the Bing, yeah, the Bengals game was pretty one sided, and I don't know. Maybe maybe the final game wasn't too bad. Do you think there was any the refs had, you know, their radar up for some of the kind of high profile, widely shared, loud stuff that was going on about the refs in this game? Like, did they overcompensate because of their radar was up? You think Jeffers it's not has impossible, t- right? You think Jeffers has TikTok? I bet somebody shares it with him. Like, look what it's not impossible. This- He's like, look what this guy's saying about you, Carl. And Carl's like, does he dye his mustache? What is going on? <laughs> and Jeffers is just confused. <laughs> um, no, I mean, did you think that there was a one percent possibility that there was a overcompensation for the situation? No. Okay. Um, he is. He is. Bill's got favorite. a tough man. Bill's got speaking, a tough one. Speaking of favorite, he is your favorite to be the Super Bowl ref, though. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. he's widely he's widely regarded, and he has a long history of. The um, league's gonna I do him that solid, think. even after they have to now refund all of the neutral ticket sales, Andy. That was the <laughs> most. All right, let's, let's, talk, the let's talk about it. That was such a bizarre take, dude. Have, oh, has that's anyone, actually where I want to go next. Go ahead. Yeah. Has anyone ever heard of a little league called the National Basketball Association? I of know course. It's, it's not as old I, as some yeah. of the other leagues. Surely. How about, how about the and I I know I shit on this all the time, but the National Hockey League. Yes, dude. I. I obviously so I went to a Timberwolves game. I can say this because I looked at tickets for this last time. Sure, you can you can buy tickets for Game Seven. Yeah, before any games are played, people do it every year yeah. in probably yeah. every single series played. Of guys, of course, in every hockey series, every basketball series, because it's just a free roll where you. you well, if, if we don't make it that far, I get my money back. If if they make it that far, I'm going to a Game Seven, which is awesome. Here's. So it's so Here's wild the, that that was a talking point, dude. Like, yeah, people, those are yeah. those are people, first off, they have money. They have disposable income because they're already season ticket holders. Of course. So it's, <laughs> of it's, course. It's, it's not like people were selling their kidneys to buy tickets. I mean, for sure, this was, you know, some people that had the cash to spend yeah. and were excited about, hey, let's take a trip to Atlanta. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's this, so yeah. wild that that was this even is, a talking point. This is the part that I'm concerned about or want to understand better. And, like they interviewed the coach after they interviewed Burrow after. And honestly, if you do a little reading between the lines to the answering the, the questions about the selling of neutral tickets with the Bengals, it literally, it, it did. They would like, it was pretty clear that the coaching staff used the fact that they sold those tickets as a means of motivating the players. Okay. Yeah. 
That's insane. <laughs> it's truly insane because the Bengals, of course, fucking sold tickets in case they hosted the Jags. People bought tickets for the Jags Bengals game. So like it, this is common practice. This is not anything that you can really get your panties in a bunch over. And the fact that they used it as a motivational angle instead of, you know, hey, go win and we get to go to the AFC championship game. That should be motivation enough. Yeah, Why also, in the world do you need to have an axe about the tickets? What is going step. on? What is wrong <laughs> with these people? Yeah, no, I mean, an other half posts that a, a, a glaring flaw in um, Bengals run. <laughs> yes. How are they going to motivate themselves? I this know. Week? I mean, Dude. all they have to play for is to go to a second. There's probably some Chiefs fans that bought Super Bowl tickets, Andy. Yeah. Uh, and gosh, they're going to have to sell yeah, money. They, they need on... to get. They need to get Kirby Spell down there. Now. <laughs> they, need, they need to get Kirby um, up from Georgia. Talking about like, actually, yeah, this, is a, this is a team maybe some people didn't believe in this year. Oh, of course. I've Not us. I can't wait to hear the clip of what we said on the Bengals. We saved that one for the bitter end, and that was one of my hottest takes of people are underrated. Oh, the Bengals barbecue, like, um, I'm legitimately, I think I'm going to go, um, as yeah. producer and Dan and I were talking about that, and he has a trip to a city that's uh, well-known for food, and he's excited about I looked at where the World Cup locations are for when North America hosts it, Yes, I think there's a closer location, but I think I'm going to try to go to a game in Kansas City. Just awesome. It's like, it's like, fuck, dude, you're gonna eat barbecue for two days too. Good time, yeah, absolutely yeah. great time. Good, um, it's a great city. I've and you know what? There. Not even the Bengals are going to defend Skyline Chili, so that's not even. Oh you know, God, that's I've not a motivating. Since, that's not. I've a been to Cincinnati. I looked yeah. at some. Yeah. I looked at it. I didn't order. It. Yeah, comparing uh, comparing Skyline Chili and Kansas City Barbecue is literally like, oh wow, I really? To, I didn't know that. Maybe I need to scout it out in April. Yeah, that comp is literally like saying Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Pat Mahomes. Like nobody's buying. No, that that, that doesn't even have like realistic, like doesn't land at any in any way, shape, or form. Um, so. I would, probably, I, would probably, I would probably eat it and be fine with it because it's just like spaghetti, man. It is. It's basically meat sauce um, with weird chili powder. <laughs> anyway, the um, the motivating thing about the tickets, really, that was, I, I was literally just scratching my head like, these guys have been to the Super Bowl last year and they needed this extra chip on their shoulder in order to go play hard? Like, what the yeah. hell's wrong with them? <laughs> like, it was just bizarre. Um, anyway. Uh, Buffalo Bills season is over. Josh Allen doing some serious soul searching. I, I mean, the way that the offense, like the way that the the difference in the peak of the offense for the Bills when they were humming this season versus what we saw down the stretch was pretty noticeable. And yeah. they peaked too early and they never developed Gabe Davis, or at least Gabe Davis never really learned how to catch in difficult conditions. Um, they never developed a running game, even though they have now put a lot of draft equity and a lot of, uh, you know, kind of team building and, to, you know, uh, resources into that running game, and it's not working. The offensive line got worse as the season progressed. Josh Allen clearly had issues with his elbow and his delivery and his accuracy after he uh, sprained his UCL and called his own number and played through it. Yeah, um, you, wonder, and, you wonder about yeah, how much Sean he was McDermott, carrying. Oh, by the way, Sean McDermott was awful yesterday. His in-game decision-making and just sort of the way he called that game, I hated it. Hated it. There were like three or four awful coaches. We're about to get to two of them. Yeah, I was going to say, two were, in, two were in the same game. <laughs> two were in the same game, uh, I mean, yeah. McDermott was bad. Uh, Leslie Frazier, the fact that he's getting a lot of steam to get a coaching job again. Oh, I mean, if I'm the Bills, odd. I'm literally like, 
begging a team to take him off yeah, my hands because you get he, you get comp for that and you get to potentially oh yeah, you, that is the wildest thing yeah. you, do, you do get a uh you do get like an extra draft pick because you developed does it count though because he's already been a head coach with the uh what's the head yeah he was a head coach in minnesota i'm not so sure you get the the minor developing minority coach thing which uh the 49ers got an extra draft pick for josh or josh mcdaniel mike mcdaniel getting to be a head coach down in miami so that's Maybe that's a thing, but I, he's kind of in the Dan Quinn mold for me. Like Leslie Frazier's probably a pretty good defensive coordinator, and you know this defense t- took some hits and some injuries, and I thought he did an okay job. But man, I don't want him as my head coach. Yeah, and and the, the most hilarious thing is, as long as we're on this, is that the Broncos are just going right back down the Vic Fangio path. That's like, weird. They're talking. Heavily about like I think their backup plan for not getting Sean Payton is Vic absolutely well, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's Vic Fangio. <laughs> Bring him back in the form of Dan Quinn. Yes, like of it's course. the same thing, guys. How bad did that work? Hmm. I think though, well, we hired an offensive guy, it didn't work. Well, you hired uh, a defensive guy before that that didn't work, and you uh, know you hired an offensive guy before that that didn't work, and maybe just you haven't been able to find a good coach since Jesus, somebody's dad. What's yeah? God, that's been a while. How yeah. old are we? Speaking, um, all speaking right. of that family, uh, speaking of that family, do you uh, have real, any more I mean, thoughts real, on real, Cincinnati? Yeah. Um, Cincinnati is. We'll see how the pass rush is. We'll see how the pass rush uh, is able to get after him this week. We'll see what the weather's like in KC. Uh, quick take on Buffalo off season. I've already seen rumors of them uh, looking at possibly shoring up the uh, the backfield. After okay. drafting a running back, they're they're linked with Josh Jacobs. I think that's the wrong way to spend money. So if that window's closing, that might be closing quicker. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, turns out that the guy in New York was the guy with making the right decisions. Apparently, and Brandon Bean is not the guy. I mean, no. Sean McDermott's performance yesterday was bad. Did not like the way that he called that game. Um, Ken Dorsey also his offensive scheme really did not it did not develop the way you need you need an arc you need to continue to improve um and they just didn't have it anyway and I, yeah and, and i didn't mention dable too as much as we've been on him for being a really mm-hmm. good coach like mm-hmm. everybody did a poor job for the giants yeah i know it was a tough test guys like it, you got to give them congratulations if you voted dable over sirianni coach of the year though Which, great job uh coach of the year came up in the chat a little earlier um do you hear I had whatever game was on Fox, they go to like the nine man desk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's JB is like, you know, Kyle Shanahan done a heck of a job. He's probably not getting any votes for coach of the year, but maybe he should. Like, he's like, what? I, so JB does not bet at, uh, <laughs> bet at any offshore. He's, what? he's like second favorite. I'm sure he gets some votes. I think he's the favorite. I think he might be the favorite. He should be the favorite. I've, from what I've counted, tallied but, so far. So I think he's, he's the. He's, I think he's going to win. I think he'll win too, but at the same time, I also have no fucking idea. I don't either. It's going to be a very close call. I I just am still a little bent out of shape that Sirianni is not getting credit for being, you know, coaching the best and team. Anyway, the nightcap, the final game of divisional weekend was. Yeah, another bad one. But it was a fun bad one. It was a fun bad game. I thought. What would you? Where is you? Are you with me on that? It was bad. I told like the Giants-Eagles Giants game was bad, bad. I thought the Cowboys 
Niners game was fun, bad. What do you think? So I told Dan this story this morning. You know how some sports books, you click the bet and it places the bet. And some sports books, you have to hit two buttons. You have to click the bet and then it shows it you and you hit confirm. Yes. I, I made the decision like Friday and I said, I my brain might be broken. I don't think the Cowboys do much in this game. And I, I bet the Niners three and a half for a normal size, like a, a full size bet. Yes. I swung at it. And for some, I was looking at futures and the, the it was the Bruce Boudreaux thing finally cashed. But I had, <laughs> I had some other bets on like the Dallas coach. And I was just going to triple check those for the amount so I could grade those losers. And I went into that account and the balance was off by and I looked, and I'd never put the bet in on the Niners. So no, 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 Drew. This is Sunday morning. Oh, okay, okay. So like, it moved before. I thought. Like, I, did we get the? Did we have the Boudreaux firing yet? I think I was just checking on those because it was like I was getting DMs okay. like it's happening. So I was like, all right, I, I got to see what the actual amount I'm going to win, offsetting the DJ whatever the hell it is counts bets because those are smaller, which was nice. But I go look, and the bet was not placed. So. Um, that's not a book I log in too much. So I, I did end up putting the bet Okay, in. good. But you, that That is one of the worst feelings is betting. The worst feeling in betting is accidentally betting the wrong side when you're right, if you messed up when yes. you put it in. Sure. The the second worst is thinking you'd put a bet in, going and checking, and it never it never got placed. Yeah. I would have been... The best feeling. I would have yeah. been owly. Yeah. And the they, they were back at three and a half. Something up, like... Oh, you get oh you get you got the you got the price you initially wanted. I, I paid a little extra, which okay. pissed me off, but I, I was bound and determined to bet it. Okay. The best feeling in betting is when you feel like Daniel Medvedev is going to absolutely destroy Sebastian Corda. I'm gonna play the under and then he loses zero three. <laughs> and you win your bet for being exactly wrong. <laughs> the is, most wrong you could possibly have been. That is the, the best feeling. One betting. of one of the most fun ways to fuck up and still win is, <laughs> it's is the best. absolutely tennis. Like, it's the best. Once once the you know the eight to one underdog wins the first set six four, you're like I need the other guy to quit playing pretty badly now. <laughs> <laughs> please quit, please. Not like withdraw, not you know, not like not retire, but you know, don't try. Um, all right. Well, the let's talk about the last game. So this was a hot mess from before the kickoff because of the Maher stuff in the pregame. Um, so much attention on a kicker and his ability to make extra points. It was insane. And then for it to end with the first touchdown getting blocked, extra point was just the script writers really deserved a raise for that one. Uh, well done. To, to Although, be fair, do you, if it hadn't been do you blocked, think that was ever going to go through? No, it was no, pretty shanky. No, no. Would you? Would it have been more <laughs> mentally incapacitating if he had seen it not go through, or was it? It's just as insane to see it get blocked. So that part was funny, and I was thinking, I'm like, God, if I'm a, if I'm a really shady bookmaker. I'm, I'm not saying, no, that, doesn't, yeah. that doesn't count. No, no he has to miss an extra miss point. Not the extra point. Extra point. Not get blocked. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. House rules. House rules. <laughs> I guys. Just, which I just wrote um, for these kind of exotic props. Um, it was an uneven start to the game. You felt, I felt, I had an over. I felt terrible about it after three minutes. I was like, oh, shit. 
neither of these quarterbacks has it today. Um, and then sure enough, on the fourth drive, Dak just throws a hellacious interception. I mean, hellaciously bad, the first one. Uh, the one, and the one to think, the left side. Of the yeah, field the one to the left side. Kind of backwards. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that and was, then, I mean, even the when the announcers are like, well, he should never have even thought about throwing that ball. It's like, no. Yes. And no. when that happened, I was like, okay, maybe we get a, maybe we get some scoring now. No field goal. And I was like, oh Christ. So it's going to be like this um, touchdown and the blocked extra points. Like, okay, we're going to do this six points at a time. This is going to take all day. Never going to get there. We are screwed. Uh, there was a second interception in the first half that took points off the board for the Cowboys. If I remember correctly, it was yeah, in it was, the it was end down, zone was, or near the end zone. It was the play after your better running back snapped his ankle in half. Yes, that's right. That's um, right. So that it was just it went from bad to worse to oh my god for Cowboys fans, backers, Skip Bayless, um, Yankees fans, whatever. We can uh, that joke is all over Twitter. Like the, the I guess it's Lakers. Poor Yankees season, fans. Which yeah. I think mean, Lakers <laughs> Lakers did have a wild ass comeback, which is something. But um, no, it's it was a really bad like two minutes for the Cowboys because they were knocking on the door and they just lost a big part of their offense. And then he throws a, just not a back breaking pick because uh, we saw conservative. Shanahan. It was, a, it was a game swinging pick though. Cause if that but drive ends in a touchdown and you're up 13, six at halftime, instead of down nine, six, that's a big difference. That changes a lot of the way that you, yeah. and then you're getting the ball first in the second half. Uh, so that was, that was a, uh, that was a big, 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 big swing and win probability, and there was really no. Excuse oh yeah, it was massive. Either. It was, it, it wasn't the end of the game because the Niners were just not being very uh, aggressive whatsoever. But it was obviously massive to throw. Uh, I mean, threw away at least three points, which yeah. I don't know if I can say that. Although Maher was pretty accurate on his field goals, I don't know if it's, that's a different yeah. setup or what. My takeaways at halftime were. Shanahan was being extremely conservative. Uh, he had no right to be conservative either because, as anyone knows who was watching, Trent Williams, man, he neutralized Michael Parsons. Like, it was not that hard. It was a very impressive performance by Trent Williams. Brock Purdy had all kinds of time. Uh, some of the other guys were getting beat. I think Purdy got, what, sacked two or three times in the first half. But really, there was no reason for the Niners offense to be that conservative in their play calling, play sequencing, decisions to punt versus go for it. Like, a seven-play drive where you move the ball 44 yards and you get to, uh, you know, the Dallas 39 and first and 10, um, the call sequencing there was really, really, really suspect. I didn't get it. Uh, and you didn't put yourself in a position where you were even like, it was clear you weren't even thinking about going four on fourth down. You were determined to pin the Cowboys as, and there was a lot of just that sort of ethos in the way Shanahan called the game. And I hated it. I did not like it at all. And then Mike McCarthy won ups you in the second half by being even stupider um the decision to punt uh from the san francisco 40 on fourth and five which came after by the way prescott making a deep pass attempt to cd lamb again shows mccarthy's inability to understand how you effectively manage a game like what does nick sirianni do in that situation on third and five andy he probably runs it he probably yeah, is he like you know what Get me two, three yards because we're going four on fourth. We might as well make it easier. Yeah. Instead, and, and, they do the deep pass to Lamb, which yeah. was incomplete. 
and then I think there is, punt it there's, on there's this weird you know there's this weird advantage to and we say this all the time with play calling and play sequencing is you know what works disguise disguise what you're doing outthink them do something that they don't think you're going to do based on the you know the yeah, formation break your tendencies find some ev take pick it up yeah and that's where you know we we dog on teams for running on second and 10 because it just it, it usually isn't great but there is something to be said on like third and you know five six seven where you put that you put a formation out there with like three wideouts mm-hmm. you, you split a tight end out or something and it looks like you're clearly because it's such a passing down for so many people and you run the ball because you're comfortable with going for it on fourth when you're in that that spot in the field and a lot of times those runs just get a first down because it, it's yeah. a light it's a light it's a box. surprise yeah it's you're a, surprising maybe them. some linebackers are playing a little deeper your safety's mm-hmm. back like uh it really does kind of give you an advantage in some spots yeah i think siri honey for sure runs that and uh was shanahan not aggressive enough when your kicker outscored dallas though 13 12 guys <laughs> um it's true thank thank god for robbie gold he was great um, he was he was very good lucky you have a lucky you have a good kicker if you're gonna play that kind of game i don't think, think yeah work next week on the road though no thank god for uh george kittle he had the game oh, was, the game ceiling play um pretty big catch. The, yeah the bobbled catch which yeah i mean maybe you want to get on his ass for bobbling in the first place that maybe that's that's worth it but then uh hauling it in was huge getting uh getting that team in position to score the easy touchdown was huge uh and that drive it felt like was all kittle um you know it was, and you know he had a nice matchup they should have gone to that more they could have done that more. I don't know why they waited so long to even bother with that. Um, there was one play that was pretty rough from a officiating standpoint on that drive, and it was third and eight Brock Purdy sack, <laughs> which got neutralized by a five-yard defensive holding penalty uh, that set the Niners up on the 15-yard line, which they then got... Um, another holding penalty, and then ran in the uh, the two yard touchdown for McCaffrey. Um, I, overall, I didn't think the officiating mattered much, but that one was weirdly like specifically injuring <laughs> to the Cowboys in a game where it was not going to take a ton of points to win, uh, and gave the Niners the easy uh, easy advantage. Um, the two the two two interceptions were bad for Dak, but oh my nothing, god, we we haven't even nothing, got to this nothing. Like, Compares the, to the, the end of the game, the amount of fuck uppery at the end of the game by both teams on the sidelines. Uh, yeah. go, <coughs> excuse me, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell runs out of bounds Where after getting in. what looked like you see him get that first down. You're like, game over. Game, game. It's, that's it, game. But so then he, he scampers out of bounds. He and it wasn't like he got pushed hard out of bounds. I mean, he just trotted out of bounds like that was. Yeah, you've got to be more aware there, and then. Who, who was the receiver who was lazy for? And I really doubt Dalton the Schultz. Schultz was it Schultz? I hate Schultz. It was yeah, him. it was Schultz. I love him, but he, just, he went. He he let himself get put, pushed backwards out of bounds instead of fighting for yardage, which would have stopped the clock. Instead of putting the putting them in just absolute hell, um, they had forty five seconds at the end of the game. Forty five seconds. Yeah. Well, not only not only that, but then he got lazy on the the catch where didn't you know, didn't drag his toe. Didn't I mean that leg just swung right out of bounds? Like Schultz, yeah. Schultz really made up for the uh, 
the running back going out of bounds there by just messing up everything possible on the two, two completely know, the brain dead plays. Absolutely. The um the thing I wanted to say though is we got cheated as fans of f- football. Um, from two fun offenses that should have been fun. From two fun offenses that should have been fun and from the seven-point game being closed to a six-point game with a touchdown as time expires and then seeing Brett Maher trot out to kick the game-tying extra point. Oh, my God. That would have been probably the most fun thing that we would have had all football season. So you made a and joke. we didn't get to see it. You made a joke a couple weeks ago about, and this was, I never, I I can never remember which one's a metaphor and which one's a simile. As a metaphor, because it didn't use the word like or ass. But you said Brock Purdy was going to shit his pants. And that was, you were saying that metaphorically. You meant he was going to have a bad game. I think Brett Maher might have literally pooed a little if he got put in that situation. (laughs) Maybe not like a full shit. Just like a little, or maybe maybe it would have been a number one, like just a little heat on your leg, like when you're really scared. Because I mean, just any kicker in that position, now that the now that it's not a gimme from the two, yeah, has got to be thinking about a little. But to be in full yip mode, having had one blocked already, and I know he made oh, the field goals, which helped a little. But Christ on a bicycle, what a what a, <laughs> what a, what a situation for him. It and as a as, and as a Niners minus three and a half backer. I would have felt horrible about it. I said yes. they win by one here. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is something. Oh my yeah. god! So and and tr- yeah. truthfully too, and we're we're not even gonna. I I, I poo pooed the last play on Twitter, and somebody pointed out like <laughs> this is a very cool. scat heavy episode. Of yeah, the it's deep very down. very scat. Scatological references left and right, but like seeing Zeke get laid out as maybe his last his last uh, play. Yeah, as a cowboy yeah. would have been funny, but. I like that they had something. So I will say something nice about the Cowboys. I like that they had something ready. Sure. So many, so many teams don't seem to have a play ready for a uh, a very extreme situation. But it's a situation where you can't just give end up. End of your season, yeah. It's the end of the yeah. season. I love that they had something ready. Wasn't really well thought out. Needed, <laughs> the concept was weak. Te- yes. <laughs> people needed to get more time to get down the field, and you can't do that with only Zeke as your your, your pass rush as your center uh, as your center. And he did get fucking paid. He got he got bullets. <laughs> and that honestly, Turpin Turpin got hit hard. The best yeah, rewatch that rewatch <laughs> yeah, that guys. If you good. rewatch that, Turpin gets hit. He lands on the ground. Then he does this quick, like he, thinks he <laughs> might, he might still. Uh, He's lateral. been on the ground for a while, <laughs> and, and then he tries to no, lateral. And, you know, we had a little bit on that second half over. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of, I, I was know. like, I'm like, I'm pulling like ten percent. We get a pitchy, pitchy yeah, touchdown. That would have been nice. Yeah, that would have like, been nice. That would have been pretty. That would have been pretty funny. Pretty slick. Um, but All no, right. that, I mean, I, I give them kudos for having something ready, but it wasn't a great play. And I did want to give credit to the Cowboys' offense, at least from an offensive line standpoint. I, I think Dak got sacked on the second to last drive for like a, a zero yards. Yeah, it was a zero yard sack on third and ten. Where he had to take off. That was the mm-hmm. only sack. Dak was good in the pocket, and the offensive mm-hmm. line was doing a decent enough job to protect him against a, a team I thought would have better success, uh, you know, with their pass rush. So 
kudos to that. It was just kind of bad play calling by both teams. And yeah, um, yeah, both I, coaches I couldn't, were awful. I couldn't. I, was, I did have an. I did. I did put some money on this over right before the game. I just couldn't mm-hmm. fathom why it wasn't taking more steam. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, well, I'll take a bad number. I don't care. It didn't matter what number you got. No, no, it did not. Um, all right, let's talk about the uh, championship game weekend. First game is in Philly. I wish these were flip flopped, and I actually I don't understand. Oh yeah, they the Cincy game was first last year, right? Rams yeah. Niners was second. I wish these games were all oppo. I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. It does. I mean, it's higher profile, of course, for the Bengals and Chiefs. In fact, a lot of people might even argue that's like your de facto Super Bowl, effectively. Um, but uh, Niners Philly is going to be a good game. Uh, I'm excited to see these two teams play. Basically, neither of these teams has really played anyone. And I think it's fair to rate the Eagles as you would have rated them when they were at full strength at the end of November, beginning of December. Um, I think it is fair to expect that Brock Purdy has one more very difficult test to pass, which is go into a playoff environment on the road and be as poised as you've been uh, in, in, you know, in the comfortable confines of the field of genes. Um, and I think the generally the market was a little shy, particularly on the open for Philly. I made two bets already for this week. One was a good bet and one was a bad bet. The good bet I bet was the Philly money line minus 125. The bad one I bet was Chiefs minus 119 on the money line, <laughs> which you can now get for much better than that. Yeah, um, since since he's out to two at some places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I am. I mean, I, at this point, I'm ready to just throw my hands up and say, we'll let's go. Up. Let's fucking go, Chad Henney. So, um, so I'm I'm going to talk about this, and I'm going to use I'm going to use Purdy as the example. But truthfully, you could go 18 games deep and talk about the Eagles in this sense, too, because the Eagles did end up with a pretty softish schedule. Oh, yeah. And, and <clears throat> obviously, it, it didn't matter in the long run. They they could miss their quarterback for a few weeks. He could be halfway injured in the last game. They were ended up playing the Giants' backups, which was something. But it was... It, it can really, really, really be said that Brock Purdy has not played much as far as competition. Like yeah. the the end the end of the season, even into the playoffs, he's had a it's it's the Glass Joe Von Kaiser Piston Honda Don Flamenco <laughs> stretch. Like like we're we're not even at we're not even at like Soda Popinski yet. What a great comp. Yeah, I mean it's it's really you're not like even it, at Soda Popinski. Yeah. It feels like it feels like it's building up to like the second time you uh, take on Piston Honda, and <laughs> and still like this this is not Tyson yet, but this is a big test because they've really they've had a, a pretty yeah. safe easy path so far in the Brock you know the Brock Purdy era what have you. So <laughs> this will be this will be very telling not only from. Brock Purdy, but from Shanahan knowing like, Hey, I almost, he has to have some reflection, which Dan, Dan might disagree that Brock, that Shanahan has any self-reflection about going conservative in big games. Cause maybe he just doesn't realize that's the thing he does, but if he has any, he's the only sort of person look, on earth that doesn't yeah, if know he has that. any sort of look back at this game, he has to know, like I almost mm. cost the team this game. And they have to be much more aggressive against a 
you know, the best team left in the NFC for sure. Mm-hmm. And that'll be that'll be super interesting. I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna bet this game. No obvious matchup advantages for either team that I could tell you, other than if you get good pass pro for a Philly, you should be able to really make them hurt in the you know, particularly with your speed, uh, which means I think AJ Brown, Devontae Smith are where you're trying to get the most heavily involved here in this game. Um now, if you don't get good pass pro, then it doesn't matter. Hertz might be running for his life, and he might look bad. Um, I lean under here as well. I haven't played the total. 40 and 5.5 is a point high by my numbers. I expected a 44.5 here. Um, and a lot of that is because if Brock Purdy comes out and is slinging the football and playing great in this environment, I, I mean, I'll pay to see it. <laughs> I will. And I've been paying to see Brock Purdy uh, do incredibly impossible things all, all uh, last two months. And um, the beat goes on. Uh, you know, show me, show me that you can perform in this environment and I will, uh, I will take my loss. If, if anything, if anything positive can come of Brock Purdy doing this, you're crushing it on TikTok right now. Oh, good. People Um, are, people are a lot of feedback for Brock Purdy hate. Yeah. We don't, we don't read the comments. Like there's no sense (laughs) in reading those right now. People, people are, people are just, no matter what you say good or bad about a team, people are just going to be mean and say the opposite anyway. Yeah. Well, this time of year, the fandom takes over and there is no horrible. There's no sense trying to argue with a fan of a team that their team doesn't have, you know, has a, you know, they, they are so convinced uh, of, you know, the, the perfection that their team brings to the field every given day that they can't see objectively. And you should, I mean, I I live here in Minnesota. I mean, there were some, there were some really hot takes around these parts, but all them and oh they, oh, they just won all those games by accident. Like they're not good. They might not be. The Philadelphia Eagles, by my numbers, have a 61% chance to win this game. I think the fair price is Philly minus three flat. And I think anything better than that is a plus EV bet on the Eagles. Uh, And uh, I've staked my position. I don't know that I'm going to end up double and double dipping unless we get some kind of weird information about the Niners health for skill position players. And I'm not even really that worried about McCaffrey, but if McCaffrey and Mitchell aren't practicing and Debo doesn't look great, uh, then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they have even less, you know, kind of, they have even less skill to be able to take the top off of the Philly D Philly's D has just been, it's just impressive. They're just an impressive unit at full strength and they're at full strength. And I don't know at, at home with the energy of that crowd, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. And I'm, uh, I, I did not ever expect to get involved with Philly in the playoffs to the degree that I am right now. But here we are. Let's go Eagles. No, I, I guess looking looking back at that, I didn't really expect that either. But, yeah, this is the last time the Eagles hit the road was the day before Christmas in that, in that Cowboys game. So it is, it's been a, a long homestand. They're well-rested in their own beds. Uh, the Niners finally do have to travel cross country one day, fewer days rest for them as well. So it's, um, uh, early kickoff. I, I, I tend them. to, I, I tend, I tend to agree, but not to the, not to the extent that you do. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not fully out. I'm not fully out to like a, a three. You're not out to I a three. Like, no, I have a like Philly minus two and two and a quarter ish. That point. sounds like the kind of number I would make for a regular season matchup. I have a meaningful you, home field. What, what do you do with your playoffs. home field? 
Jack it up. So I, I jacked yeah. mine up to 2.2 for this. Okay. That's with home field jacked up. Okay. I still so have the nice. Have... You're basically saying these two teams are dead even on a neutral. Yeah. It, I mean, looking at okay. it, it's it's the difference is in the hundredths. Okay. For me right now. Okay. Which the, yeah. The, I will say this to Charles's comment. Did the Eagles get the best schedule in NFL history? It ended up being a lot tougher than it was going to be at the start of the season, just because the NFC East ended up being a lot more live. Uh, there were better, yeah. much better teams than we realized, and they had to play them all twice. So they are somewhat battle-tested, more more so than Brock Purdy is, surely. I mean, Bar- Brock Purdy's biggest win was last week, and I don't know. Was that because of him? I don't think so. Um, all right. The... Other game is the one where I feel like I'm taking fucking crazy pills. What is going on with this market? Who has the information and is not telling us? Because as we sit here today, this moment, 4.30 on a Pacific on a Monday, the market is pricing 80 to 90% chance that Chad Henney is going to be the quarterback, not Pat Mahomes. There is no other way to kind of come to uh, – you know, square this market, then Mahomes is not playing at this point in time. Um, are we being fed some sort of psyops here and the real move on the Chiefs is coming later in the week? Or is the information just out there and we have not been privy to it? I keep checking the DMs, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I don't have the it's... I don't have the goods right now. Circus taking 30k. Bookmakers only taking 10, but at this point, they've moved so much that they've probably got at least mid six figures on the Bengals in this game, just kind of looking at the way the price has moved. Um, no, no adjustments to my to my Cincy number. No, like this is I haven't done anything with anything from the beginning. I have my beginning of the playoff numbers. So let's pretend we don't have to downgrade anything since he's doing for the offensive line and Mahomes is healthy four and a half in Kansas city. I like that it with, with, uh, with playoff home field. So what, what would you, let's say, let's say Mahomes is healthy. The Bengals are, what, what do you make this number in Kansas city with give them two, two and a half home field, whatever you want. I'm kind of, are, between you, are you four and a half and, I'm between four and a half and six. Yeah. And some of it, it just comes down to the offensive line and how much you think Every that matters. Yeah. single person we talk to is, says, if Mahomes is full go, full healthy, this is six. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. is, or at, at least north of four and a half, which at that point, yeah. you might as well be at six. Yeah. Is, that's, where I, that's basically where I am. Is Mahomes to hobbled Mahomes worth six points? I don't think so, based on what I saw in the second half and what they're able to scheme with him, even being a little immobile. So, I mean, again, this number to me screams 80% Henny. Yeah. Like it's going to be 80% of the time it's Henny. And at this point, there's places that have Bengals minus two. So we could say there's an eight point difference between where this could be, should be, would be, and where it is. So and yeah, to be fair, Cincinnati with with the the win that would have taken a bet. I think I doubt that books would have opened it near six. Like I think no, I think four and a half is probably four, right. four and a half yeah. would have been a would have been a good opener. I mean, you guys, I would right, I, I, but I, my four and a half would have been a good opener. But I would have been struggling. Like, do I lay the four and a half with Kansas City all week? That would have been where we were at. Um, yeah. So so you know, and it is weird because 
immediately just everyone just accepts the fact that Patrick Mahomes will play because he played in the second half. And, uh, and Andy Reid said he was today. And, and, and Andy I mean, Reid would never would never lie to you guys. What, so is he have a history of lying? Yes, he's been he's a known liar. Is he? Remember when he jumped through that brick wall? It's, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you said it for me. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah, and and here's the other thing. Henny is a very capable backup who has sure. got ice water in his goddamn veins. He came sure. in there cold and looked just fine. Did it to, so he, he did it to the Browns, too. He's not going to do anything magical like Mahomes does, but he's he's a very good backup. So this is this is a very puzzling, puzzling conundrum. And I think I think the people who bet real money into this market have already decided it's Henny. So my question is, if it were to be announced Wednesday, Patrick can't do it. Ankle is ankle looks like a goddamn bowling ball. Thing is swollen. He can't even put socks on, guys. He's struggling. His stupid brother's at his house and he can't get off the couch. He's dying right now. <laughs> he can't play. It's gonna be Henny. Is there an overreaction in the market when everybody goes like, "Oh my god, I, I didn't get Bengals yet. I gotta grab minus two. Yeah. And are, are we are we there thinking is, yeah. that you should get Chiefs plus three plus three and a half is a good number with Henny? Like is that am I, am yes, I going too far the other way? No, no, I, it is. I, I, I kind of think getting if three you, and a half with any is if you fine. Think that, so, 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 some of the professional because because okay, no, we are not the we are not the embosses of the information game. We get a lot before market, but not at all. Okay, we do not interpret this the wrong way when I say there is no information right now to be had that Mahomes is not going. Okay. No one, no one has even, you know, you know, bubbled this, right. Which means this professional move is somewhat speculative, but considering how liquid this market is, if you could potentially get a middle on three, I think you take the risk. If you could potentially get a middle on 47, I think you take the risk. And, and that is that is the other part. And I don't know if I said this on the air or if I said this before we got live. The fact that when it comes out, the total will drop. Yes. If 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 it comes out, the total will 44. drop. 44. So, yeah, 44 so and a, half. a move from like one and a half, two to three and a half is worth something. But a move from one and a half, two to three, three and a half is worth more when the total is dropping. So the fact is, yeah, like if I think what Drew's trying to say is if if you if you really want to get cute with this, you're taking the Cincinnati minus two and you're taking KC plus three plus three and a half and having a yeah. very, very sexual middle on with, that. And then yeah, also I mean, yeah. taking the under 47 and then over 44 four and a half. Yeah. And having a 45, 46, 47 middle. Yeah. Like, Chris, Chris is now at one and a half Bengals. Um, you can get 10K there. I know that their limits are still lower on that game comparatively too. And I will say this too. Books are books are taking money, but they're not taking the money they should be because yeah. you can currently bet three times as much on the uh you know on the side of the Niners Eagles game than you can on the on the Bengals KC game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 30K available at the moment at Circa. 
uh, 10 at Chris. If you wanted a six-figure position, you could get it. Um, Randy said, what would you do if you had a 51? <laughs> I think I think you could still wait. I don't know if it's... Uh, I, I mean, if you wanted to middle it at this point, if you have under fifty-one, I think you're in, you're in great I, shape. I, I, uh, yeah, hopefully that's what you're doing. I'm <laughs> no, gonna feel bad putting you on. I feel I wasn't putting you on blast if you had over fifty-one. Uh, no, I think I think some Pop of this was is a good number grabber. I feel like yeah. He has I think I think a lot of this is speculative, trying to capture middles. Um, and under. I think under, by the way, is probably a good bet anyway, even if you had a healthy Mahomes out there. I don't know if I'm, I didn't mention that, but when you were talking about it, I do, I haven't bet anything, but I do lean to the under again in the Eagles game. So I kind of like yeah. both unders. I like both unders too. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I mean... If you get a text that says Mahomes is out, what do you? What's your move? I'm taking Cincy minus two and then waiting, and then coming back for the middle, right? Coming back, yeah, probably and probably even though it's been beat up, probably taking an under forty-seven. If you do, if we are being, if we are psyopsing ourselves right now, and we take KC, I mean Cincy minus whatever as a means of capturing a middle and we are the ones holding the bags as we wake up and Casey gets steamed to oblivion. What is your move? Hmm. Just sitting on it. You take, you take your lumps. What did I do when I had a bad number on the Bills Dolphins? Sat on it, took my lumps. If it moves the other way, you mean? You sit there and you hope that they're, yeah. that Andy Reid's being a absolute knob and they start a Patrick Mahomes, who's not clearly ready to be starting a game, he looks bad, and the Bengals go to another Super Bowl. Like that's that's kind of what you hope happens, I guess. Okay. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be sitting I'm gonna be sitting and waiting for some concrete news from somebody on something here. Right now, the afternoon weather forecast in Kansas City calls for 22 degrees, mostly cloudy, breezy, and cold, with a snow shower. Uh, feels like six degrees, about 55% chance of precipitation, 15 mile an hour winds, 27 mile an hour wind gusts. Is do under I even 47, want it? yeah, is under 47 right going to get, is that going to get thunderfucked regardless of the Mahomes stuff? It, I mean, it's already leaning to 46 and a half at Chris. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to make a bet right now. <clears throat> and this is this is if anybody really, really wants to see Patrick Mahomes this weekend, come back to this moment. One hour, eighteen minutes, and thirty-five seconds into the game, I'm going to bet uh, the late number. I'm going to take the worst of the numbers so far and bet a small stake on under one forty, under one forty-seven. I bet that would get there. Under forty-seven minus fifteen right now. I didn't need shop. Just that's how that's how little I care. So, yeah, let's see. Yeah, look, more snow to help the Bengals' offensive line. That would be advantage Bengals again. Is that why people are betting the Bengals? Because the offensive line looked competent yesterday. Yeah, 
I can get a under 47 minus. I think there's that. I, I think look, we'll take that. I do. I do think that the Bengals were going to be the more attractive side to people to players because of the recent history, three wins in a row against this team, beating them in the AFC championship game last year. But that doesn't come anywhere close to the price you shift. You're seeing because we are so far off market. Um, yeah, like. And and I mean a couple of people instantly hit us with you know six would get hit yeah we don't we don't believe that the market should have ever opened six but it's again if if it were if it opened four and a half and like the the sentiment pushed it either way like it doesn't take much to go from four and a half to six and then I'm I'm sure it would have got snapped up with people taking Cincy at that point but like it, it probably would have been an, a bounce between four and six all week. With mm. people, you know, that that powerful five, and okay. it's crazy because we are. I mean, even let's just say it's four, we are six points off that right now. Yeah. So that really screams something is going on. And it sucks because I mean, just from a, I'm a fan of the NFL first and foremost. Yeah. And, yeah. And it stinks to have great players out, except when you have Jack's money line didn't work. But <laughs> um, yesterday. I'm sorry. Never mind. Uh, I was just going to say, so yeah, if, if my numbers with a healthy Mahomes. Uh, I'm trying to pull up my money line price for what I would have had uh, Kansas City in that one. I had 73% win for Kansas City. If this had, if we had no information besides the two teams that advance are Kansas city and Cincinnati. The queen city, they call it. Wouldn't that be something two straight super bowls for the Bengals would be not what I predicted two years ago. Uh, has Joe Burrow ever not covered a playoff game in high school or college? Uh, it's just one of those things where he's like, I was never lost on a Saturday. I don't know. Um, has he? Has he ever lost on Saturday? I don't no, think so. That was that was the that was the T Law thing, which was oh well, super I missed predictive. all that. Right up there with the Jeffers stuff, guys. Um, <laughs> all right, let's call it a pod. This is a pretty good one. All right, uh, do, well, do, do, we, do we need to do a Wednesday? Pod? We're going to tread a lot of the same ground on Wednesday. You know what? We'll do it to start uh, Wednesday. Let's, let's talk let's, about the potential Super Bowl matchups and storylines that would come out of them, and what you think about that sort of stuff. And you know, we've both been doing some uh, DMing and texting. Let's do a quick rundown of the the where we think the three awards that aren't decided sit. Okay, that's a fun one because. Um, you know, next Thursday we have that uh we have that award show, I think. Aussie open talk. Or two uh, Thursdays. Nobody, be nobody's beating Sabalenka and Djokovic. Sorry guys, it's over. Yeah, it's it's Corda, maybe. <laughs> All right, yeah. Randy Mitchell brings up a good point. 115 people are watching this, only 18 thumbs up. Hmm. And you know what? If you are listening to this in podcast form, go to YouTube. Pull up the Betsports Media channel. Give it a thumbs up. Let's correct that. Um, and with that, yeah, let's call our day, guys. We will be we will be back eventually, and I'm excited for Super Bowl MVP talk too, Patrick. Mm. Surprised you only put that in the chat once. Mm.
Dukes have? Dukes did a Pagula um, Pliskova parlay. Pagula Pliskova, okay. Okay. I mean, Lynette's fine, but she got a free pass last week or last night.